Welcome back to the Balance Bully Podcast for ambitious women in business and a few brave men. I'm your host, Nikita Renthigpen, always excited to be in the space with you today. Listen, we can all take a breath. We are rolling up towards the end of all that 2022 has given us. And if you are coming in and listening to this episode for the first time, it might be 2023, 2024, or beyond, I guarantee you will not be disappointed no matter where you are hearing this, because this magical human who I creatively, professionally stalked is phenomenal. And everything about her is in fact evergreen because it's her truth, it's her life, and it's why she's so powerful as she shows up and helps other humans get unstuck from whatever mess they might have been in once they're aware and ready to recognize that they are in fact stuck and not living their best life. Let me welcome my new colleague, Midori Verity. I know she has this beautiful name that I probably could say a hundred thousand times wrong. I'm going to do my best to only say it that way because it feels so juicy to me and very delicious. She is an amazing and well sought after mindset coach, author, and TV host that is really showing up fully in incredible ways for herself, her family, and her clients. Midori, welcome to the BBP. How are you today? I am doing so well. And that was a beautiful intro. And there's no place I would rather be than with you here right now. So let's do this. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. I would love for you to share with everyone just a little bit about the current work you're doing and why you decided to do it with such depth and such vigor, because you are very passionate. I've been watching you, girl, YouTube and your website, like all the places you are doing the thing. What made you decide to do mindset specifically? Yeah. You know, way back when, when I first started business, which was almost 30 years ago, not to age myself, but it was a long time ago. We, I, I started right out of college with my husband. We were in a recession. We didn't know what else to do. So we thought, let's start a business. So we did. About 12 years in, at that point, I had had two kids. Our business had taken off. Crazy busy. I had zero free time, zero mental time. Everything was just kind of just was a whirlwind around me. And I got extremely burnt out and really, really unhappy. It actually led to depression. And... That went on for about six months where I just felt like I was stuck. I didn't, there was no escape. I felt that way. And I'm sure a lot of listeners have felt that way too, where it's like, uh, this is my life. This is the way it's going to be. And it felt terrible. And so thankfully, after about six months, I got tired of myself. (laughs) I got tired of feeling that way. I couldn't take it anymore. So I went out on a journey, just, you know, just researching and reading and talking and just doing anything I could to try to find answers on how to get out of the way that I felt. Thankfully, I went to a business event where I met a gentleman named Doug Bench. And he talked to me about this concept of neuroplasticity. Never Mm -hmm. heard of it. I didn't know what he was talking about. I thought it was woo-woo until I really listened to him. And he's an attorney, um, very fact-based. And so he talked to that part of my brain that was more like very linear. And I'm like, okay, I understand the science behind this. And what happened, Nikita, is that it opened up this, just lifted up all the weight and the darkness that had been sitting on my shoulders 
And it made me realize, holy cow, I have the power to change my life. And I can do it so easily. It is through the mind. So I know that that was a long answer to your question, but that's really where it came from. And it was the most powerful tool that I've ever discovered, quite frankly. And I use it all the time and I've gotten better at it. And I help all my clients with it because it is that tool that you can keep in your pocket with you all the time to create the reality that you want. That's, that's really where the mindset came from. Yeah, we are sisters in this in the same ship with that on so many levels. I appreciate first and foremost that this wasn't something that you read about and was like, oh, this would be a good business. That it was coming from a space of I needed it, I used it, I applied it, I saw the results, and then I thought, let me help other people do the same thing. And the fact that you went through your go through in in that hour of your life, which wasn't pretty, which was very messy, and you were able to create this multi-generational imprint. Because again, I wasn't joking when I said I've been creatively, professionally stalking you. I see that your kids are doing amazing as adults and like really living their best lives and you are walking your talk. Like for us at Big Pro, it's all about building stronger families so they can do just that. They can leave those multi-generational imprints from their wholeness. And you, Midori, are a representation of that. You are someone who didn't have a cookie cutter life. You went through whatever you went through and your husband was right there in the pocket with you like, oh, honey, we are in this. And we're going to get through it as well. And I I really do appreciate that that's what fueled your fire, which I know is a pun for the accountability pods that you run as well. But I'll let you tell everyone about that and why you're doing it as well. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. And, you know, and that's really the the basis for everything that I do, right? Mm -hmm. It's the mindset. It's that positivity. It's, it's what do you, what do you want to create because mindset goes into so many different areas. It's such a, a vast word, vast concept. And yeah. so fast forward, the next kind of big challenge that happened was a pandemic, right? And so at that point, which was only a few years ago, I had been in business, owned several businesses at that point. Uh, but the one that was our primary business bringing in the most money was an event business. And I'm in Northern California. We all, most of our events are in Silicon Valley servicing these big, large corporations. Right. And that particular year of the pandemic, we thought, you know what? We are going to knock it out of the park. We were predicting that we were going to have the best financial year ever. It was going to be great. And then that all came to a screeching halt and our worlds got Mm -hmm. turned upside down, right? Like so many worlds. Mm -hmm. And so thankfully I had done so many years of mindset work. And so yes. what happened was, and, and being an entrepreneur for so many years, you get used to getting punched in the gut and knocked out at the knees. It's just kind of, it's just part of the course, right? So true. <laughs> yes. And so I remember thinking, okay, well, we can either go bankrupt or we're going to figure out the next steps. What are the new opportunities and what do I want to create now? So this is, this is awesome that we get to do this and we're given this opportunity, right? So getting back to what we talked about a a little while ago is it's our choice. It's our choice, how we live our life and how we think and how we respond to things. That's powerful, right? So at that point, I'm like, okay, now what? And I knew three things. 
I wanted it to be in alignment with my core values. What do I really care about? And I've become very clear on that. What, yeah. what am I good at? You know, what's my zone of genius? What naturally am I good at that I also love to do? Yeah. And then what is my, um, my motivators? What motivates me to jump out of bed every time? I call this your personal mission statement. And this is what I use. It's so simple, but it's really the tool that I use for making all my big decisions. And that's what I did with this, with Fuel the Fire. And let me just tell you how powerful that is. And that I started Fuel the Fire. It's been 18 months now since we opened up our doors. It's the first business that I've had that I have felt just fired up from every single day. I wake up at 5am. I can't wait. I love my clients. It hasn't been easy, right? but it doesn't matter because I'm so fired up with what I'm doing because it's in alignment with what those three components that I just explained. Mm, uh, that is juicy goodness for so many levels. Cause you hit you hit a couple of points, including the gem that you just gave with those three elements that you want to really evaluate or reevaluate and keep reevaluating for yourself and every new project that you are considering taking on. But you said something that's crucial because I know there's a lot of cerebral people who listen to the show. And I talk about that all the time. I call them careerpreneurs. They're those analytical creatives. I was also one of those people that kind of leaned more into the analytical side that you were in before that gentleman came and talked to you about neuroplasticity. And if he hadn't spoke to that part with enough logistics and stats and evidence-based information, you might not have necessarily let the information in if he had really dovetailed more into the, the, as you said, the woo part with the mindset, that more creative version of how you can take something ethereal and make it work for you as a tool but he gave you exactly what you needed when you needed it, when you needed it. And you just did that for our listeners. And you're like, here are my three elements that can work for you in whichever way you want. And I'm not saying that it's simple in a dismissive way. I'm saying that it's really just all you need as long as you're clear about being consistent and using it for you in everything you do. So I heard, because I'm very visual, simple, not easy. Right. Like the simplest things aren't the easiest things. What you're doing for your community and firing them up as you fire yourself up is really simple, like holding people, having space held for each other, making sure that they can rock with each other. So the dance is more fluid in whatever business or life or work thing that they're working on, whatever project it is. But it's not easy if you're constantly resisting it and you're not showing up for yourself. You show up for yourself every single day. And because of your three elemental uh, steps, I'm trying to be careful with that word steps because they're not really steps. They're really a huge part of your mission and your process. So I didn't want to belittle them to just steps. It's really, it's, it's who you are, right? What's most important yes. to you. That's, that's, that's the whole essence of it. Yes. Yes. And you infusing that in all that you do, I think is a huge separator for a lot of people that are searching, and we've all done it, YouTube University, Google University, you're constantly going down the rabbit hole, ignoring your intuition of using your zone of genius, using your core values, using your your motivators to really focus you in the direction because we think the answers are out there when they're really in here. And you just need 
a sacred and safe space to be held accountable to being consistent, which is what you're creating through your program. Yeah. And I want to hit on this a little bit more because I see so many people making big decisions based on someone else. They're trying to live someone else's dream, right? They're trying Mm -hmm. to do what they think that the society and those who are important to them want from them. And then they end up not happy. So maybe it's your parents said, you know what? You need to become a lawyer or a doctor. That's it. How many people do we know like that? Or engineers. Nothing wrong with it as long as that's what you want. But right. I know so many who go through all those, those strenuous years getting their, dipl- their degrees, their advanced degrees, and then they hate it. Right? Yeah. But if you can align with those three components that we talked about... You will all, and that's the way that you make your big decisions. You will always make the right decision. You will end up in a great place. So just kind of be mindful of, of what you want and what, what lines with you. Yeah, I can, I can't agree with you more. I talk about that from a space of expired expectations. Those expectations from your younger self, you know, as ambitious women, you probably had a list too. By 22, I'm doing this. By 25, I'm doing that. By 30, right? And nothing wrong with the list, right? It it can kind of motivate you to stay on track a little bit, but then we shame ourselves when we don't hit the list in that order or at all because life and the storms and hurricanes and tsunamis that come from the world might actually shift us more in alignment with where we want to go. And we are so resistant because we're trying to hold on to the expectation that I'm going to hit this list. And there's also those expectations that you mentioned that belong to other people. Your parents wanted you to be the lawyer, the doctor, the engineer. And again, nothing wrong with any of those things. I love all the lawyers, doctors, and we need the engineers. We wouldn't even be running this podcast if we didn't have an engineer create all the elements of what we're using as this tool. But if you were doing it just to hush them, to make them feel proud of you, to have them validate you, and you really wanted to, I don't know, do events, design shoes, be a mindset coach or consultant, then you're always regretting and resenting not only your accomplishments, but the people that were encouraging you to do it. You start to resent them, which is just unhealthy on so many ways, so many levels. Absolutely. Yeah. You're, you're always going to feel out of alignment. So it's, I think it's kind of a good exercise, right? To think, gosh, I've achieved this, but why do I feel off? Why do I feel unhappy? What is, what's not, what's wrong? What's out of place? And really examining that because sometimes it's just a little tiny pivot. Maybe it's the way that you're thinking about it that you can change, right? Let me, let me share a story about one of my clients who I think this fits very well. She, um, I met her when we first started Fuel the Fire. So she's been a member at this point for a year and a half. And when she came to me, she's like, Midori, I'm a professor. She, she was a university professor. She has a PhD, incredibly bright. She was working a gazillion hours in her profession teaching. But what she mm-hmm. wanted was she wanted to have her own business where she was consulting people on leadership and using um, energy work. That's what she Mm -hmm. wanted to do. But her analytical professor mind was telling her, nope, you are a professor. And to go into this energy work, that doesn't align with you. And so it took her a lot of self-development and research into herself to be okay with it. And she, yeah. she's amazing, this woman. 
So I remember her saying, Meter, I'm not an entrepreneur. I'm like, well, you've already launched a business. So therefore I see you as an entrepreneur. I think you're the only one who doesn't. And she's Mm -hmm. like, yeah, but you're, you're the true entrepreneur. You know, she was seeing it because I've been doing it for so long. It's just like, it comes out of my, out of my pores, I think. Um, yeah. But she was too, but she was not mentally accepting it yet. Right. Yeah. So fast forward, we set up her goals. We decided what she wanted to do and got really clear on that. And we stayed mm-hmm. focused on that. So she did a lot of self-development. She, she is excellent at visualizing and meditating all the time. So fast forward to the end of last quarter, she came to me, she's like, Midori, I've hit all my big goals already. She was four months early, four months early from hitting her big goals. So she had reduced her hours. She had been, like I said, over working more than full time as a professor. Now Mm -hmm. she's only teaching eight units and her business, she hit her financial goal. She got to six figures. On top of that, she got into the corporate market. Remember, she never saw herself as an entrepreneur. So to even think of getting into the corporate market was so beyond her scope. But the fact that she stayed focused, the fact that she worked on her mindset and her belief system and her visualization, it allowed all this to unfold for her. So I think she's kind of the perfect example of what happens when you embrace that mindset and you can see it. And even if you can't see it, you take the action steps to get you there until it starts unfolding for you. And then then it doesn't matter if you believe it anymore because it's already happened. (laughs) Right. The world is literally showing you you're already doing it. You can stop trying to prove it to yourself. You're already doing it. And for me, that's a huge part of what balancing boldly is. Like I know a lot of people get into the semantics of balance versus harmony versus integration. And I'm like, it's okay. I think we're all saying the same thing based on how you define it. And I define it as admitting the truth of what you want over the boundaries you create to achieve that truth as reality. She admitted, well, I want this consulting to go well. I'm not really ready to call it entrepreneurship, but I want this to really go well. And she created boundaries around her time, her mindset, like so she could have the spaciousness to do the work to get there. And she achieved that truth as a truth, as a reality that she wasn't really sure she wanted to label a certain way but it was clear that this is who she was designed to be without diminishing the fact, like I'm sure all of her professor background in academia was extremely helpful for what she was doing behind the scenes with systems and processes and all the yucky stuff that a lot of entrepreneurs don't like to get into. And that might've actually been really helpful with helping her hit that deadline four months early But the mindset was crucial. You couldn't take that away. And her being willing to create boundaries around that, hiring you, bringing you into the fold, investing in herself and knowing no matter what's going on the outside, if I just focus on what I want to find more of, I will find more of it, more clients, more opportunity for impact, more space for me to do more mindset work. I think that's really what balancing boldly is all all about. So I'm glad you're out here doing this work. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And, you know, just with the mindset, part, I think she's a perfect example for what we're discussing because she didn't see herself as an entrepreneur. She saw herself as a professor and she didn't see that that could go together and be this amazing one, two punch. Right. You know, like, I'm like, 
You're a part, you have a PhD. People work so hard for that. Let's embrace that and that we're going to carry that into your profession because that's such a huge asset. But she couldn't see it at first. Right. Yeah. And so now she has adapted this new mindset. She's leveled up. And she's like, yeah. Midori was right. That is in my pocket. I worked hard for that and I've earned it. And now I'm going to exemplify that and expand it. And so there's so much in her story. That's why I like to share it for anyone who is at whatever point they're at. And so with her getting back to her name's Lene, getting back to Lene, now she's she has new problems, right? There's there's always new challenges in life, right? Come on, right? Mm-hmm. So now mm-hmm. her business has gotten to a point where she's having those those stretchy um, goals, where she has to see herself at this new level, and she has to adapt to a business that's growing really quickly. And so yeah. she can't hide behind, yeah, I'm not an entrepreneur anymore yet. She is, and now she's dealing with bigger entrepreneurial problems. But that's okay. Yeah, that's, that's all part of the journey. And it's just, now we are using those tools that she already has to adapt and get her ready for this, this stage. Well, those are those good problems that your current program gets to help people with, with holding them accountability to that consistency of honoring. This is a good problem. And now we can work it out and there will be another good problem that comes out of that next level, which also does open up to your point about the continuous need to work on your mindset that you mentioned earlier. When you go from not being an entrepreneur, doing all the work, okay, I embrace it. I'm an entrepreneur doing all the work. I'm an entrepreneur that has to hire other people. Oh my goodness. Deal with people management issues and personalities and who, how dare you be a boss of someone else when you just accept it being a boss of yourself. And then you go into the next new problem. Like I'm sure as you are a serial entrepreneur that's had multiple businesses and dealt with all kinds of layers with corporate and especially in the tech space, I can just imagine all the interesting conversations that you've had. And I say that with sarcasm. Um, With that, you've had to navigate being in those rooms with people that maybe you didn't necessarily think you would have to deal with at this new level of entrepreneurship. But now this isn't a $20,000 contract. This is a $300,000 contract. It's a whole new mindset for you to be able to tap into and recognize the imposter syndrome, the doubts, all the things that come up where you were like crushing it at this level. And now you're like, what? A million dollar deal. <gasps> what What does that mean? Who is that Midori? Who is that Nikita that needs to show up in the room? Right? Excellent point. Yep. And, and it happens to everybody. I talked to a woman yesterday who's coming into Fuel the Fire and she is a CEO for a company mm-hmm. that is based in Singapore. She mm-hmm. has now, it's a, it's a large company. She has, she has been hired to build it here in the United States. It's an AI d- type of company and mm-hmm. she has to do a pitch deck. She has to look for investors. She's doing everything. And she said to me, she's like, me, so, you know, I'm listening to her. I'm like, wow, this woman is amazing. She is, she is taking on this whole new company. She just was hired in November and she's already pitching it for investors. Good for her. And she said to me, yes. she's like, I am so scared. I don't know what I'm doing. I've never done this before. And uh, I'm scared to death. I'm like, awesome. 
That's okay. Men do that quite often. Men, so, right? So men have a tendency, this is not just me making it up. There's a lot of studies and research that prove this, that men will go in and say, oh yeah, no problem. I know how to rewire a computer, even though they've never even seen one. They will make, right? They just, they figure it out. They, they are, they're more confident in that and they will stretch the truth quite a bit. Mm -hmm. So when this woman was telling me this, I was just, I was leaping with joy for her because she embraced it. And yes, she was going to figure it out and she was getting the tools. And I was just, that's, that's what it takes. It takes that. To, we're talking about balance boldly. It takes those kind of bold things, right? And so yes. regardless of what stage you are, embrace that. When it gets stretchy and scary, that's awesome. That's a, that's a yes. habit to embrace because that means that you're leveling up into this new person and it's exciting and it's okay. And we're all scared when there's something new, but it's just a good sign. No, I totally agree. What I feel like it was a, a book that's been around, I don't know, a decade or two, uh, Do It Scared be scared and do it anyway, something like that, uh, which is exactly what you're talking about. Like it's okay. And it's showing you where you need to push yourself in the next direction as long. And I just want to remind all the listeners, as long as you check with yourself, is this an alignment with your core values? Are, are the motivators there? Are, are they in sync with you? And what was the third one, which I think was the first zone one? Of genius. So your core zone values, of genius. your motivators are your passions. And then your, what do you, zone of genius means, what are you really good at? And what makes yes. your heart sing? Do you love it? And if, yes. and if that's the case of those, because as an entrepreneur, as a, as someone who is, you know, people who are listening to this, regardless of whether you're an entrepreneur or you're in a career, you're wanting to get up to a next level. Otherwise, they wouldn't be listening to this podcast, right? Right. And so you have to stay motivated. And if you are in alignment with those three items, you are, it's going to be really easy when things get tough to pull those blankets over your head and not want to get out of bed. So that's the power of being in alignment. Mm, I love it. So Midori, when you're now out here helping people go to their next level, get unstuck, crush those limiting beliefs and get out of their own way... How are you giving yourself permission to pause? Oh, gosh. In a few different ways. And I think that's such a great question because I used to not do that. Mm-hmm. So meditation, yoga, um, and working out, those are my things. Those are my go-tos to keep me sane because I am a yeah. little bit crazy, maybe a lot crazy, but those are the things that keep me from going off the rails. So that's how I do it. Yeah, you're in good company over here. Trust me. Um, I love that you like the stillness and the sparkle, which is what I call sweat. When you sweat to you sparkle. I love <laughs> that it. You love that. <laughs> and how can people connect with you to find out more about the great work you're doing in the world and if they're interested in working with you? Sure. They can go to fuelthefire.co and that's the website. They can learn all kinds of things. And then also I'm going to share, since we talked quite a bit about personal mission statement, I have a, um, a training on that so people can get clear on it. I just think it's so powerful. And when you have it in a paragraph that you can always refer to and have it in your pocket, have it on your phone, you are, I promise your life is going to end up in a good place. And so all they have to do is go to fuelthefire.co forward slash mission. And that's where they can Mm. find it. 
Nice. And all of that, I promise, will be in the bottom of the show notes for everyone who's on their Peloton right now or (laughs) doing something else while they're listening. Make sure that you just scroll to the bottom and you will see all of Midori's information for her website and for that beautiful gift. Thank you for giving that to the listeners. Absolutely. We appreciate you and your time. We honor you here. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Balance Boldly listeners, I told you, I say it every single week, 2022, we were not coming to play games at all. This was very much a choose your own adventure year as it should be for every day that you create your own realities out of waves of love and hope and light and knowing your personal mission statement, which I just borrowed from Midori Verity. So make sure you write that down. I want you to do what I ask you to do every single week, whether you are a new brand new listener to the show or you are a long time been around since 2012 ride or die with us enjoy the balance of your day but remember do it boldly 